All right, welcome back, everyone, to another COVID edition of the Quarantine Ross Connects podcast. And by the grace of God, I am blessed to be rejoined with my co-host, Mr. Josh Witt. Josh, how have you been throughout all this? Andrew, dude, I've been living out the COVID uh, here in Columbus, Ohio, and trying to stay safe and healthy. It's going Mm -hmm. well, though. I think the question at the front of everyone's minds is how is your ice cream intake during COVID? It's staying heavy. I know that if I, if I drop below the adequate level that I will end up getting sick, um, mm-hmm. whether that's from COVID or just my body going into extreme shock. So I've been keeping it very high and uh, I'd say at least a pint a day is, is a good amount. They say that that keeps the doctor away and it could pertain to this as well, but we do have one more lovely guest with us today and that's mr kevin oberly a fan favorite and has graciously agreed to join us midweek for a impromptu ross connects podcast kevin how are you i'm good i'm glad you could almost say that with a straight face <laughs> it's harder now that we have the video component because i can see you making faces and it just really adds to you know what we're providing the people they probably love it I'm not making faces. This is just it. I, mean, <laughs> I, I actually, I feel like I'm the, uh, the before or the, yeah, the before photo of like a homeless person just cause I haven't gotten a haircut or shaved the beard in a while. So I'm um, getting a little forced gumpy over here, <laughs> but minus, minus like the every, running, no running every, whatsoever. <laughs> every time I've, I've spoken to you, you've been in a similar outfit. So I, I also want to commend you for not doing more laundry than you would normally do and really sticking to similar outfits. Trying to save the planet, doing my part by not showering or uh, washing my clothes. (laughs) (laughs) That's a recipe for success as we enter week four in Michigan quarantine. What what is it? March 57? Oh, I did the math the other day. It was March 35th today. It's March 35th. I refuse to admit that it's April. Uh, since we've been in quarantine for so long. So until this passes us by, it will continue to be March. So it doesn't affect my spring. I I think we're going to have a really warm April this year then. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like July (laughs) (laughs) on most people's calendars, but on my calendar, (laughs) it's April. Actually, you know what? That might work out perfectly because by the time they let us out, it'll be time for the Masters, which is typically April, but it'll be what? October. So November. November. There you go. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. You know, time, so, time isn't real anyway. So. <laughs> it's all relative. Yeah. The, Ask Einstein. All relative. So, so you know, normally we, we focus on the pre-Ross days, but let's kind of focus on, you know, some of your fondest memories from our time together. It's been almost a year now to the date since our last in-class weekend. So if you wanted to share one or two of your favorite memories of Ross, whether it's inside the classroom or in the parking lot outside. Oh, um, I don't know. I mean, there, there's a lot of good ones that it, it's kind of hard to narrow it down to one or two, but I, I definitely think there was a few, um, I guess, themes, if you want to call them that, where it's just like, I, I know this is going to sound a little nerdy and you might not actually believe me, but I, I did enjoy the classroom component of it and actually the learning and um, a lot of the group work and um, like thinking back to the, 
the Dr. Branch class of the uh, the group on case and no, no spoilers. So I, I won't be violating the honor code, but um, I think we sat there and pontificated for about 17 hours to figure out who the customer was. And then like the light bulb went off and we all kind of shook hands and uh, jumped for joy. And it was like the, uh, what is an anchorman where they jump and then it freezes like right there. Um, Mm -hmm. So just kind of that aha eureka moment and and having those breakthroughs or um, beating my head against the wall and stats and, and then trying to actually figuring out how to do the pluses and the minuses to get the answers and all that. So um, definitely enjoyed that and, and kind of, growing the knowledge base and learning for sure but then uh definitely also the uh the parking ramp lunches and dinners um where we had a few dad pops and uh ordered pizzas and i I think my the the one time um that i think it was in the spring and we were all sitting out there and this guy comes walking by and he kind of looked official and he was walking towards his uh there's like a Porsche or a Maserati or something like that so you knew you knew he was somebody and and he was kind of joking around and um I don't remember how we got to it but found out he was like the associate dean of the business school or something like that but could, couldn't talk him into staying and having a beer for it with us but uh um he uh he definitely I think appreciated our uh creativity with the uh and maybe latitude and lax attitude towards open uh in tox laws what, what's the statute of limitations on that by the way can can they still get us in trouble for that i mean i i think okay, we're good. now that you have your degree you're good right. it's like you have that badge of honor I, we can no longer prosecute for any of the dumb decisions you made with or without your but friends. i mean nicholas cage stole the declaration of independence so i i mean patty could sneak in my house and steal it back Wow, what a tremendous <laughs> reference to national treasure. And what a compliment to Patty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so where, did you do evaluate any of those schools besides Ross leading up to getting your MBA? Um, so at, Ross was actually kind of my last resort, not because it was like I was flipping between Harvard and Yale and MIT. It was more of like, I don't think I stand a chance of getting in. Um so I, um, I'd actually already gotten into Michigan state and interviewed with them. And, um, so Ross was kind of my, my plan B of like, Oh, you know what? It's 200 bucks. What the hell? I'll see, uh, see what happens. And I applied and, um, January 3rd, 2017, 8 AM interviewed with Patty. Um, and I, I think she would refer to that moment of, as the biggest mistake of her life, but, uh, kind of, kind of changed my life for the better. And, um, glad she took a chance on me and, uh, ho- hopefully I'll do her proud and, and, you know, time heals all wounds and that hopefully she's, she's forgiven me for being me. And, <laughs> um, but no, I, um, uh, I, I was actually, I, I kind of looked at it as like, uh, at Ford where I work, it, it's, you don't need to have an MBA to get ahead, but, but you kind of need to have an MBA to get ahead, wink, wink. So, um, I knew I wanted to go get one eventually. And so I kind of, I drew a, um, about an hour radius around my house. And so there's the Oakland's, the Michigan, um, some of the online programs, Michigan state and kind of made the list there. Um, then it was about two years of on and off studying for the GMAT until I finally actually just signed up for it and took it and um, then started applying and got in and uh, the rest is history. So, and uh, my, my grandpa went to U of M too. So my grandma was adamant that I go to uphold the family legacy. So 
but you haven't changed your sport allegiance. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm your still, beloved still wearing a Michigan State shirt right now. So yeah, I just want I just want the record to show that we have a Buckeye, a East Spartan, and a Wolverine all on this call, and it's been civil thus far. So thus far, thus far, we're like what so, nine minutes in. Pe- so yeah, peace can happen. <laughs> so let's kind of talk about the last year. Um, you know, I obviously know what you're up to, but some of the other people that listen to this might not know, you know, what has happened since graduation, kind of how your role has evolved um, at Ford and, and what you're hoping for in the near, in the near future. So, yeah, ironically, actually things kind of slowed down uh, after graduation because during school, I decided to have a kid two surgery, three, two surgeries. And then I cut a finger off um, cooking breakfast one day. So it was, um, it was already a busy time for me for the, the full two years of school and everything. And then just adding all of that into the mix. But, uh, um, it, it's been nice. I've had time to actually be a dad now, which is a, a nice change of pace. So, um, then with work, it, it's interesting because nothing's technically changed. Like I'm still doing the same job. Um, buying the same commodities and nothing's really changed around me, but it, it's definitely kind of retooled my approach to how I attack the job and, and look at problems where before it used to just really be a, here's my small piece of the pie and um, looking at it as, as a buyer. Um, and now I sort of take the, the C-suite approach to every problem as a first swag of, okay, I'm being asked to do this project. Why am I doing it? Okay, we're trying to increase free, free cash flow. What does that mean? And it's like all, all the stuff that I'd always heard in meetings that when you, you have the, uh, the upper office and the directors and the VPs and all that, that level of folks, um, you, you sort of have an idea what it is, but now that you've gone through the classes and had the actual formal education and the practice, you, you can kind of connect the dots between things and know how, oh, I saved a dollar here. How does that show up on an income statement or a balance sheet or, or whatnot? So, um, I, I definitely feel like I'm, I, I, I leveled up at my job and I, I definitely think I'm a much more effective employee um, just given the education and, and what I know now. And um, if anyone from Ford's listening, I'm a little underpaid. So can we work on that? And maybe. <laughs> so what's the dad aspect like? How, uh, how many months old and what's that experience been like for you? So the older one turned three end of February. Um, then the younger one turns two in July and they're both the same weight, but one is about six inches shorter. Um, and so he's the, he's the bigger little brother and he likes to assert his, uh, authority. Uh, so, um, it, it's definitely fun when you're on a conference call working from home now and, uh, having them killing each other in the background and hold, hold on guys, I'll be right back and run into uh save someone's life. But uh, no, it's, it, it's, um, it's like the best worst time you could ever have where it's especially being locked in the house with them. Cause you, you just never get away where before we had daycare. And so you'd get a couple hours of freedom at the beginning of the end of your day or whatnot. But um, it, it's just, uh, it, it's hard to explain to someone who's not a parent, but you, it, you love and hate something at the exact same time. Like when they knock a glass off the counter and, they you want to kill them but then they just look adorable and you're like well, I, I can't hit something that cute and so it's uh andrew will find out soon yeah we're getting closer by the minute yeah. so, <laughs> i always wanted to say that yeah D- d-day's coming up 
So we can kind of switch gears a little bit. You are obviously working from home and spending a lot of quality time with the family. What is the show most prevalently shown in the house right now? Oh, boy. Um, Heavy mix of cars. Um, We did get Disney Plus in like January, February time frame. So it is kind of nice to have the unlimited uh, Disney Pixar at our fingertips. Um, Mm -hmm. Big into uh, the Despicable Me franchise, which I'm really sort of surprised didn't win an Oscar. Um, But I I mean, some people just might not have seen it or not, but I I would highly recommend it. Um, Minions is a good one. I mean, I don't know if we've got an hour or two on here, but I could break, break it down one, two and three plus Minions, which is kind of a prequel. So it gets into a little bit of that Star Wars sort of uh, timeline, but uh, yeah, Cars and Minions. That, that's the, the long way to, to get to that answer. <laughs> what else do we do? Had a cup of coffee before I jumped on. So. <laughs> what, else, what else do you do uh, uh, full family inside your house when you can't leave? Like, have you guys got out and taken walks? How are you coping with things outside of work and Disney Plus? Yes, I, um, I, I've been gaining weight. Like, it's uh, going out of style. So I've, I've been trying to get more walks in and, um, I thought you were calling that a hobby. I, I, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm gaining the COVID nineteen. So, um, but no, we uh, we have a double stroller, so I'll load them up, and that's kind of like pushing the sled for some some cardio. And um, been been trying to walk the dogs, and um, my older son, he he'll come up to me and dad, dad, I chase you, and so we'll we have kind of the the kitchen's the central part of our house and so we'll run laps around there and I, I think it's about 857 laps to the mile um or when it was nicer uh last week and, and earlier we would uh op- open up both gates on the side of the house and run around the house but uh other than that not a whole lot uh we did go for a family drive last night which was fun but uh yeah no it's kind of a lot of a lot of reading books, a lot of watching movies, and uh, trying to not kill each other. <laughs> Seems like everyone's uh, doing the same thing mm-hmm. to, like, to yeah, get just, through this. Just before I jumped on here, I got yelled at because my wife couldn't find the remote to turn cars on. And I'm like, I, I've been working all day. I don't know where it is. So, um, But somehow it's my fault that she lost it. And hopefully she won't hear this now. We'll make sure to tag right. her as we, as we publish it, this it, podcast. If I disappear so can... soon, it was her. <laughs> Good to know. So what? I, let's look forward. Uh, what are you most looking forward to when we're let out of the houses, no longer having shelter in place? Um, I think it's going to definitely just getting back to normal where – um, like I, I was talking to a guy at work today where we were both just like, I can't wait to get back to the office and I – um, I, I think just, I'm, I'm a very habitual person where I like to get up, go to work, do work all day, and then, um, eat the same thing for lunch pretty much every day, go to the gym on my way home, then stop and get groceries or whatnot, come home, cook dinner and whatnot. Um, and so this, this definitely threw a wrench in that, uh, that, uh, schedule. So I, I think just getting back to my nice boring life that I didn't really appreciate before it was <laughs> taken away. <laughs> So what are your goals at Ford? Do you think that you, do you see yourself staying there for a long time or? Um, 
I don't know. I mean, they, they've got me for another year. Um, otherwise, I owe them $120,000. So I, I definitely think I'll be there for another 374 days. But who's counting? Um, but I, I guess I, I kind of hope I can stay there because I um, I worked someplace else before Ford for a couple of years. And, and I've been at Ford now for about six years. So this is the, the longest stop I've had anywhere. And so it is kind of nice to no, I mean, not know everything, but know enough to be dangerous and, and know how things work and, and all of that. And I, I think there's a lot of value in, in sort of knowing the insides of the machine and, and how to get things done. Um, but also it, it's a very, very big company. And with that, you get a lot of the annoying things where you have meetings after meetings after meetings where you're debating whether this should be a comma or a semicolon or something like that. And so um, that that's the one thing that kind of drives me nuts about the place, but we're, we're definitely um, we're, we're working on correcting all of that through, I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but we we're with Jim Hackett, our kind of newish CEO. Um, he's, he's big on the culture aspect and, and how we get work done, not just the, sort of the ends justifying the means, which is what it's historically been. And I, I definitely appreciate that. And I don't know if you guys remember that his um, uh, replacement at Steelcase came and talked to us in one of our classes. And um, that that was, it was interesting to me then hearing him talk about it, but then I think that was right before Hackett became our CEO. And so it, I um, I was really excited to hear that because it, it it's something I think Ford needs a lot is to address the, um, the efficiencies of, of how we get things done and just kind of uh, the, the way things work because there's, there's the, the what and then the how. And um, especially now, like you, my wife works at Quicken and them all working from home really isn't that big of a shock to the system because their culture has the, the ability to adapt to it just because of how they approach problems and whatnot. And we, we have our processes in place where it's like, you have to go to this meeting, but now that meeting doesn't exist because that conference room door is locked and we, we don't know what to do. So um, it seems like everyone's freaking out a little bit, but uh, um, yeah, I, I guess I definitely uh, getting back to the original question. I, I, I could see myself staying at Ford long-term and um, retiring after a, a 30 year career or whatnot. But uh, I guess I, I really don't know what's out there. And my, my plan going into the program was to stay um, and just use this as sort of a trampoline, but uh, I guess, depending on what happens the next year or so it, that, that could change and um kind of open to anything and uh i heard there's a new search fund in the area that's potentially looking for like a new ceo that you know i i will send in my resume and, and see if maybe they'll uh, they'll have me but uh I, I guess some something like that would actually be be something i'd be very interested in and being uh, uh a bigger fish in a smaller pond as opposed to just another brick in the wall at ford where you're i'm i'm one of 900 buyers on my floor and um I guess being able to have a, a bigger impact at, a, at an organization than just, uh, I mean, I, I think I'm responsible for like a hundred million dollars of the 3 billion we spend on parts every year or something like that. So it's, uh, um, I'm, I'm a drop in the bucket or a, a, a molecule in the drop in the bucket even. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I mean, I didn't really know what to expect from all your answers today, but you've been quite eloquent. It's it's impressive. I, I can talk good when I need to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I spit shine right up. <laughs> well, uh, 
I'll talk to the people at that search fund and see what we can do for you. I, I did go to the, the, the number one supply chain school in the country, um, which is Michigan State, if you didn't know that. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, I've been told that a few times, so yep. definitely take that under consideration. So here we are, a year later. What's the thing you miss most about Ross? Oh, definitely starve. No. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It, it's weird. Like, I, I was thinking about it um, when I was daydreaming in, on a conference call earlier today. And um, it, it's I, I actually really miss the Fridays of, of getting in my truck and driving to Ann Arbor, even even though I knew I was going to sit in class. And um, by about probably five o'clock, I'd be ready to be done for the day. And um but it, it, it's just something about like being with a hundred people with a shared vision and goal. Um, and I guess everyone, everyone's there for the right reasons. You don't have anyone there that's just for the heck of it. And um, so it, it's, it was just kind of fun going and, and hanging out with the people. And I, it's very, I guess, similar people um, in some aspects that everyone pretty much got along. I don't think we had any fist fights during our cohort. Um, uh, actually, well, no, Ryan and I did wrestle quite a bit, but that was for fun. Not because <laughs> we didn't like each other. Uh, well, it was very funny for the audience to watch. Yeah, those. I just feel bad for the woman I, I had to put on confirm. one. So. <laughs> um, but no, I, I mean, as, as much as it was like, I mean, it's actually kind of a lot like kids where it's it's one of those things that it's, great and awful at the same time and um can change on a dime and um but i i guess you just kind of miss seeing everybody every weekend and um hanging out with uh 100 of your newest closest friends so what accomplishment over the last like three to four years are you most proud of outside of ross hmm and your kids are two Um, and three so that they feel like that's an easy answer we'll take that one off the table too (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm I'm trying to think of beyond the obvious. Uh I don't know. I, I guess I kind of feel like I'm a like full-fledged gold star certified adult now where it's like I've got a wife, I've got two kids, I've got the degree, I've got the job, uh no white picket fence. Um but I guess it's just kind of think thinking about where I I've made it to in my life and and what I've accomplished so far where it's um I mean what what is Michigan a top five top ten MBA program? MSU was number one supply chain school and um, work for a Fortune ten company and it's just it's kind of cool that when you sit down and think about um, where where I've gotten to and um, especially when you contrast that with my brother who's three and a half years older and he's a starving artist living in my grandparents' basement. <laughs> so um, shout out Kevin's yeah, brother. So- Hope you're he listening. did actually call me today and said that he got a big uh, contract to help illustrate a children's book from a someone that's writing it in Gross Point. So um, I guess this can be the first advertising for that. I have no idea what it's called or when it's coming out, but uh, Greg, Greg Oberly, big things coming. So. We'll put the Ross Connect stamp of approval right. on that future <laughs> children's book. So what's going to make me mad though is he's going to sell because he's he's always been just the starving artist and he'll come and get a job and, and live in our basement for a month at a time or something. And I, I know I'm going to work my ass off and get, get a couple of degrees and work hard and work up the corporate ladder. And then he's going to sell one painting and make $10 million off of it and have more money than me. But 
That's yeah. how life mm-hmm. works. So ho- hopefully uh, he'll he'll pay for those invoices that I'll be sending him for all the back rent from uh, staying with us. That's what a good brother would do. As my dad always used to remind me that electricity is not free. (laughs) How many times do you say dadisms to your sons per day? Well, once, because it's just constant. So it's nonstop. Okay. Perfect. How how many is infinity? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, dad jokes are the best jokes. It's not my fault. That that's what I'm told. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I I've, been able to practice recently mm-hmm. shivani's rolling her eyes more so then you're, than then you're before, doing it right which means i'm on the right yeah. track so yeah. i mean we got yeah some... i mean it's like it, your hat is it blue is or is it green i, I can't teal <laughs> and on that note i think we can wrap up this interview wait i got like three hours of content <laughs> all right we'll give you we'll give you one more oh. opportunity to send some love to your classmates. You know, everyone's going through this together. Do you have any uh, well wishes or love you want to send them? I mean, I, here's your opportunity. I I would just say, uh, stay strong, kick ass, take names. Uh, It's temporary and uh, we'll we'll get through it. And uh, um, we, it's just going to make the, what are we gonna do like a three and a half year reunion or whenever we get done with this and and can see each other again uh it's gonna make the reunion that much sweeter and ryan can blow the budget by twenty thousand dollars uh this time perfect (laughs) shout out ryan that was your fault and in no way the the social that's what happens when you don't invite a buyer to negotiate your contract so let that be a lesson to you people (laughs) come on (laughs) call call me or call Uh, derek constantly learning more (laughs) All right, Kevin. Well, it's been tremendous to catch up with you and we really appreciate you joining us during quarantine and wish you all the best with personal, professional life, all those goals. And I, I always ask if you'll join me in saying go blue. So I, I did say go blue once in an email to patty before i was in the program but that's the last time i said well we have fancy editing techniques here at ross connects and just because you said it okay so you'll be hearing from my lawyers (laughs) thanks everyone guys stay home stay safe see you guys My car.